Welcome, welcome to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis, where every day I aim to bring you the latest in UFO reports and other fascinating stories from around the globe. Today is Tuesday, March 13th, 2018, and on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, join me for my talk show, The Outlander, where I answer your emails, take your calls, and interview some intriguing guests. And when it comes to everything from aliens to angels, personally, I'm someone who has been there, seen that, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, and now I'm hoping to help others do the same darn thing and understand this crazy, crazy world of ours that we live in. So a skeptic, I am not. Get that clear. <laughs> Just go to HeidiHollis.com for more information and IRNChat.com to chat, interact, and listen live to the Outlander show. Blasting off with some UFO reports because we really dig those around here, don't we? UFO sighting in Maitland, Florida. This occurred March 6, 2018. I was walking my dog when I looked up randomly in the sky. I started to see an orange glow that seemed to be cylinder in shape. It brightened and then it lost its glow and became a small looking tiny orange star. Hmm. Really interesting. In more detail, I was walking my dog, randomly looked up the sky, saw an orange glow. This orange glow got bigger, moved to an outward cylinder shape. I thought the object was probably a helicopter, but I quickly noticed and it gave off a burst of light or aura of light that kept getting bigger. It then became smaller after a moment. It faded away to the size of a star. The star-looking object was orange. I would have stayed longer to look at it, but my dog had to be taken inside from her walk. Afterwards, I believe that I saw a helicopter around and or an airplane around as well. When I first started to observe it, I thought it looked different from a helicopter. My feelings were ones of awe and amazement. I just observed it to see what it was doing. I was not scared or afraid. However, it was so far away, so I don't think I could have been that afraid of it. After seeing it, I felt glad that I had seen something very extraordinary. I'm convinced I may have seen a UFO. I felt very serene, actually, but it was very nice weather out. Not too hot, with a nice breeze. It was a little chilly outside, but not much. Okay. Um... (laughs) This next one, UFO sighting in, ooh, Nagwani? Yeah, Nagani, Nagani, Michigan. This is a slight blast from the past. This occurred July 9th, 2016. Observed light color, a very old lampshade, brownish in color, in a high orbit heading west. Brilliant orb came shooting from the aforementioned object. In more detail, and they put a lot of it, which is awesome. UFO sighting for your review. I have thought about sending this experience to you for the past couple of years. For some still unknown reason, perhaps not to be looked upon as another fool, making up a fantasy and stating it as fact could be one reason. I have told my experience to my family members only to be looked up as aforementioned. I have, from a child, been a sky watcher. And I've seen many things I was and am not able to understand. What I shall present to you hmm, shall be the highlight of these many years. I am 72 years of age. You know, don't you hate to hear that people get picked on and people fear getting picked on and so they don't report the stuff? That is just a shame. It is July 9th, 2016, a very warm evening in the city of Nagani, Michigan. 
I and thousands of others are about to watch the July 4th fireworks. Look at this. Fireworks again attracting UFOs. They must be really big fans. The fireworks in Nagani are always held the weekend after the regular celebration of the 4th of July are over Teal Lake within the city limits of Nagani. It was a kind of partly cloudy sky this night with a full moon to complement the sky. There would also be a strange cloud that looked more like a flat hurricane, huge in size, which I could not help but to take a picture of, and the moon as well. It would be around 10-ish when, with anticipation from the thousands of waiting watchers, the fireworks began. Over the next hour, perhaps more, we were all awed with the many flares of celebration of our nation's independence. Well, he writes this like a novel. It was sad when all of the celebration came to an end, with hands clapping, whistles sounding, and people beginning to part from this wonderful experience. It is here that my unknown experience would come to be. I and hundreds of others are facing almost directly west, perhaps somewhat southwest. I say this in correlation to where we watch the sun <laughs> okay, set this evening as the crowd around me packed up their chairs and other paraphernalia toward we turned around from the lake would be east. I took the opportunity to stay put looking over the lake, more specifically into the beautiful star-like sky. Though the clouds, which were sparse, were still taking flight, I was able to pick out the light of a satellite, which I look at and look for on many nights. I looked to the heavens. This evening would be different. As I followed the flight of the satellite, which was heading west, I noted, as the satellite became less interesting, there were other lights that caught my eye, which gives me goosebumps as I write this. That seemed out of place. The rest of the universe appeared to have the same shade of color, but this one did not. It was the color of a very old lampshade. What a what a comparison. A lampshade? Brownish in color, if you will. This object, in my opinion, appeared to be moving west in a similar route as the satellite, but in a much higher orbit. In my humble opinion, beyond what we consider normal, I considered to watch this object of uncertain as it was and what it was. Unlike anything I have ever witnessed, but here of stories of this brilliant orb came shooting from the aforementioned object in less than a second. It came to a stop, perhaps just as the outer reaches of our atmosphere, I'm guessing. It would remain in this position for a few seconds. Then it headed, my notes, west for some distance. Then just like that, it headed east of north. Then headed directly north over the treetops toward what eventually would be Canada. Then it was gone ascending to the heavens and the place of its origins where I could still make out the lampshade colored object. Then it was gone. So, my fellow lovers of the unknown, you have read my circumstance, which I have not been able to share with other believers. There is something alien about our universe. Perhaps once in my lifetime I have been witness to this alien possibility. The imprint on my mind shall last for whatever years I have left on this, our beautiful earth. Thank you so much for taking your time to read my story. George, I love it. Was that Nori? Mm -mm, nah, he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know he's seen a lot of them. UFO sighting in Long Beach, California. This occurred March 10th, 2017. We were my wife. <laughs> 
We were, my wife and I, I think they mean, in the park. We looked at the sky and there were objects. My wife and I went for a bike ride in the park in the Golden East Regional Park and stopped for a while on the grass. After a while, we turned to the sky and there were objects. I took my camera and started recording. At the beginning, you see how one object passes under the other that appear to be two spheres together, red color, but in a while it changes color and the two appear white. We did not realize when I changed color, when I think they meant it changed color, and changed to just being a white sphere side by side. Oh, I wish people would just edit this. Do I look at this one? That's, that's, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's see what this looks like. What are they speaking of? Oh, please let the video be in existence. Oh, mighty Mufon, you did not put it. Oh, must have been too good. Oh, well, we tried. All right, UFO sighting. In Florida, this occurred March 3rd, 2018. Three pulsating lights slowly changing shape. Observing from Pasco, Florida, again, stargating again, while joking about the UFOs we'd seen a couple of weeks ago. Then it happened again. Oh, wow. This time, just off the horizon, I saw what looked like three stars slowly pulsating lights. Huh. They seemed to grow dimmer over the period of about 15 minutes until finally we couldn't keep track of them anymore. I tried to take pictures, but they didn't turn out too well. I did take a video, though, which turned out much better. Do we go to look at that? Nah, we got a big story at the end of this one, so I will just keep going. Alien encounter in Virginia Beach. Oh, wow, Virginia Beach, Virginia. This happened March 5th, 2018. I have a deep cut on my lower right leg. On the calf, I have a triangle shape with circles on my left leg. I will enclose the photo evidence. Oh, wait, 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 wait. let's go check this one out. What? Photo evidence? We like photo evidence. What are we looking at? Oh, mighty Mufon, you did not allow for that photo to be shown. Dang it. Dang it all to heck. That one is not in existence. Hmm. What was it, an alien language that they don't want us to see? I don't know. UFO sighting in L.A., San Fernando Valley, California. Ooh, UFO blast from the past. This happened July 15th, 1979. Saw large aerial craft hovering dead center over intersection of Topanga Canyon Road and Roscoe in San Fernando Valley. Come on, wow. In the summer of 1979, around the age of 16 to 17, I was driving my Volkswagen Bug at night with three other girlfriends on our way from Woodland Hills to Chatsworth when we encountered an unidentifiable aircraft. We were heading inland on Topanga Canyon Boulevard when we approached a red light at the intersection of Topanga Canyon Boulevard and Roscoe. All four of us saw a very large craft hovering directly above the center of the intersection, just above the street lights and power lines. Can you imagine that? The object was much, much larger than a helicopter, and it seemed like it was large, deep, and possibly rectangular in shape. It was matte black in color. And I don't recall the bottom having lights, but the bottom was also matte black with an angular industrial looking pattern to it. I don't recall clearly seeing it arrive in the intersection. And what I do remember is that all four of us saw it, talked about it, wondering what it was and being perplexed as to how it was just able to sit above the intersection without making any noise at all. That's like a big brother moment, isn't it? It's like, 
there's a camera. It's there. How did that get there? How did I not notice there's a camera? Because we were in a Volkswagen bug, we thought our vision of the entire craft was being limited by the small windows. So we rolled down the windows, expecting to feel some sort of wind, but the air was dead still. No wind, no noise, and it looked huge, like something we'd never seen before. This is where my memory stops. Oh, I cannot recall what happened next. <gasps> they were taken. I don't know who was in the car with me. I don't know how the craft arrived or left. I don't know what we did or where we went afterwards. I don't even remember talking to anyone, not even my parents, about it for decades after that night. I never lost the memory of what I've described, but I have no recall of everything else just before and after for several days. <gasps> wow. In conversation with a friend decades later in my 40s, the topic of UFOs came up and I felt compelled to tell him my story. It was the first time I spoke of it since it happened. Decades later? Wow. I do know that I always remembered the event, but it was as though it had been given a priority level setting of zero in my memories for all those years. Until that day I had that conversation with my friend, then it felt important enough to tell my experiences and start thinking about it again. Ooh, that was a good one. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, UFO sighting in New York, March 5th, 2018. This happened right over New York. That's pretty cool. I was taking pictures of my living room window when a light appeared near the sunset in front of a cloud and rapidly moved southwest and hovered over an airplane. It seemed to turn around to follow the airplane and within a blink of an eye, it disappeared. Oh, did you get any photos? Oh, that would have been cool if you did, but I don't see you mentioning it, so it must not be. UFO sighting in Running Springs, California. Hmm. This happened March 27, 2017. Saw torpedo-like object in sky while zooming in on a photo I took. I was driving up the San Bernardino Mountains on Route 18 in Southern California, and I stopped to take this picture. I didn't actually notice the object in the picture until I was getting ready to do some editing of the picture. I zoomed in on the photo and noticed the white cylinder-looking object in the picture. I noticed that it had no wings or lights of any kind. I have no idea if it's just a spot in the camera or some other effect. I was going to edit the photo sometime after I took the picture, so I didn't notice it at first, and I wasn't even looking for it when I shot the picture. As I zoomed in on the picture, I noticed the object. I also noticed it didn't appear to be moving at all. I have been wondering what the object is, and this is the first time reporting it to anyone. I didn't take it to any experts on image analysis. Basically, I am curious what it is, and I actually don't know where to take it to get it analyzed. As I zoomed in on it, it became more pixelated. The main photo I'm sending has a circle around the object, and I'm sending all of the photos I took that day. Well, all right, let's just click on that one. Let's have a looky-see, shall we? Oh, yes, they're here. Oh, these must not be clear enough because MUFON allowed them. Okay, we're going to click. Clickety-click, click, click, click. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I don't. I don't. I don't see. Okay, I don't know. Okay, so this photo is not a good one. I chose the wrong one. They have several. <laughs> There's five. 
All right, I, I did the last one. I'm going to do the first one this time. Mm. <gasps> what? Oh, my goodness. Okay, hold on. Hold on. This, this requires a magnifying glass. They circled it. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Oh! Oh, but when you zoom... Okay, I feel you. I feel you. That is, um... Wow, okay. It looks kind of like a rocket or a tilted silver saucer shape. That's what it looks like to me. Well, that was pretty darn interesting. Well, cool beans. That was, uh, that was a good one. All right, so I wanted to get to a story that got posted. Mm, when was it posted? Oh, March 9th, 2018. You guys might enjoy this one. You know, do you recall that, the Pentagon and my ranting and raving about that whole them coming forward? And we've been working on UFO reports for five years, and we put a whole $22 million into it, but now we're done. Remember that whole thing? Well, okay, there's another story on it, so I'm going to get to it. This one is from the Washington Post, entitled, The Military Keeps Encountering UFOs, But Why Doesn't the Pentagon Care? We have no idea what's behind these weird incidents because we're not investigating. Oh, sure you're not. Sure you're not. You're not looking for collusion either, right? Please. All right. Department... Okay, in December, the Defense Department declassified two videos documenting encounters between U.S. Navy F-18 fighters and unidentified aircraft. The first video captures multiple pilots observing and discussing a strange hovering egg-shaped craft, apparently one of a fleet of such objects, according to Cockpit Audio. You guys don't think it was Mork from Ork because he did fly in an egg, didn't he? No, I'm just kidding. The second shows a similar incident involving an F-18 attached to the USS Nimitz Carrier Battle Group 2004. The videos, along with observations by pilots and radar operators, appear to provide evidence of the existence of aircraft far superior to anything possessed by the United States or its allies. Defense Department officials who analyze the relevant intelligence confirm more than a dozen such incidents off the East Coast alone since 2015. In another recent case, the Air Force launched F-15 fighters last October in a failed attempt to intercept an unidentified high-speed aircraft looping over the Pacific Northwest. A third declassified video released by the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science, a privately owned media and scientific research company to which I'm an advisor, reveals a previously undisclosed Navy encounter that occurred off the East Coast in 2015. It is possible that America has been technologically leapfrogged by Russia or China, Or, as many people wondered, after the videos were first published by the New York Times in December, might they be evidence of some alien civilization? Oh, let's all think. Uh, yeah, yeah, aliens are there. Okay, people? Unfortunately, we have no idea because we aren't even seeking answers. Oh, I... Ooh, my blood is boiling. Okay, I served as Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence for the Clinton and George W. Bush administrations and as Staff Director for the Senate Intelligence Committee. And I know from numerous discussions with Pentagon officials over the past two years that military departments and agencies treat such incidents as isolated events rather than as part of a pattern requiring serious attention and investigation. Oh, 
Oh, let me list my credentials. So I'm an occupational therapist who has worked at these different places and da 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 da. And just because I've heard these over people talk about certain things, these type of people are not being treated properly. I mean, come on, dude, just because your titles and you, you think we're supposed to believe you? Like we haven't been lied to by officials before? Come on. You're not even the president and even the presidents of all in the past. Past and present have lied to us. But we're going to take your word for it. Please. Okay, here we go. A colleague of mine to the Stars Academy, Luis Elizondo, used to run a Pentagon intelligence program that examined evidence of anomalous aircraft, but he resigned last fall to protest government inattention to the growing body of empirical data. Oh, is that why? I didn't hear him say that. But I'll tell you, you know, I don't know why others didn't see this, but I saw him on CNN and they said, well, what's your conclusions? And he said, we are not alone. I don't know how others missed that, but he said that. I saw it. I, I need to find that, that, that little clip again so I could share. Okay. Meanwhile, reports from different services and agencies remain largely ignored and unevaluated inside their respective bureaucratic stovepipes. There is no Pentagon process for synthesizing all the observations the military is making. The current approach is equivalent to having the Army conduct a submarine search without the Navy. It is also reminiscent of the counterterrorism efforts of the CIA and the FBI before September 11, 2011. I mean, <laughs> 2001! I'm sorry, because I'm so mad. Um, when each had information on the hijackers that kept to themselves. In this instance, the truth may ultimately prove benign, but why leave it to chance? Amen. Why leave it to chance? A Pentagon spokesman did not respond to requests from the Washington Post for comment, but in December, the military confirmed the existence of a program to investigate UFOs and said it had stopped funding the research in 2012. Please. The military personnel who are encountering these phenomena tell remarkable stories. In one example, over the course of two weeks in November 2004, the USS Princeton, a guided missile cruiser operating advanced naval radar, repeatedly detected unidentified aircraft operating in and around the Nimitz Carrier Battle Group, which it was guarding off the coast of San Diego. In some cases, according to incident reports and interviews with military personnel, these vehicles descended from high altitudes, higher than 60,000 feet at supersonic speeds, only to suddenly stop and hover as low as 50 feet above the ocean. The United States possesses nothing capable of such feats. On at least two occasions, F-18 fighters were guided to intercept these vehicles and were able to verify their location, appearance, and performance. Notably, these encounters occurred in broad daylight and were independently monitored by radars aboard multiple ships and aircraft. According to naval aviators I have spoken with at length, the vehicles were roughly 45 feet long and white. Yet these mysterious aircraft easily sped away from and outmaneuvered America's frontline fighters without a discernible means of propulsion. From my work with To The Stars Academy, which seeks to raise private funds to investigate incidents like the 2004 Nimitz encounter, I know they continue to occur because we are being approached by military personnel who are concerned about national security and frustrated by how the Defense Department 
is handling such reports. Oh, I have to interject. Okay, um, why do you think they're doing that? Let me tell you. Because they already have the answers. Why would they keep looking? Oh, they they know. They know. I mean, they've already had beers together with who's flying these dang things. For crying out loud. I mean, of course. Okay, so they, they could tell you anything. They're, they're people who can lie like any other people. I mean, what? What, are you going to put them in jail for lying about aliens? Okay. I am also familiar with the evidence as a former Pentagon intelligence official and a consultant who began researching the issue after the Nimitz incident was brought to my attention. On several occasions, I have met with senior Pentagon officials and at least one followed up and obtained briefings confirming incidents such as the Nimitz case. But nobody wants to be the, quote, alien guy in the national security bureaucracy. Nobody wants to be ridiculed or sidelined for drawing attention to the issue. I've been made fun of for lesser things. Uh, uh, anoint me. I will take the post. <laughs> Alien guy. Oh, there he goes. Oh, please. Like, that's really going to make me, like, feel different than I do now. Well, I'll just point at them and say, and you're all liars because you're in politics. Okay, anyways. This is true up and down the chain of command. And it is a serious and recurring impediment to progress. If the origin of these aircraft is a mystery... So is the paralysis of the U.S. government in the face of such evidence. Sixty years ago, with the Soviet Union put the first man-made satellite in orbit, Americans recoiled at the idea of being technologically surpassed by a dangerous rival. And the Fuhrer over Sputnik ultimately produced the space race. You are so right. Americans responded vigorously, and a little more than a decade later, Neil Armstrong set foot on the moon. If these craft mean that Russia, China, or some other nation is concealing an astonishing technological breakthrough to quietly extend its lead, surely we should respond as we did then. Perhaps Russian President Vladimir Putin's recent chest-thumping claims about propulsion breakthroughs are not pure bravado. Ooh, ooh. You're saying they got that. <laughs> or if these craft really aren't from Earth, then the need to figure out what they are is even more urgent. Lately, media coverage of the issue of unidentified aerial vehicles has focused on an expired $22 million congressional earmark for Bigelow Aerospace, a contractor with ties to former Senate Democratic leader Harry Reid and also owner of MUFON. I'm going to just put that in there. We, we know. That's why we don't get these photos that come into reports and video of UFOs landing because Bigelow grabbed it. I just said it. Mm -hmm. So anyways, <laughs> that's the rumor anyways, right? So the money mostly funded research and analysis by that contractor without participation from the Air Force, NORAD, or other key military groups. No, it just went to Bigelow. The real issue, though, is not a long-gone earmark. Helpful, though it may have been, but numerous recent incidents involving the military and violations of U.S. airspace. It is time to set aside taboos regarding UFOs and instead listen to our pilots and radar operators. Within a roughly $50 billion annual intelligence budget, money is not the issue. Existing funds would easily cover what's needed to look into the incidents. What we lack above all is recognition that this issue warrants a serious collection and analysis effort. To make headway, the task needs to be assigned to an official with the clout 
to compel collaboration among desperate and often quarrelsome national security bureaucracies. A truly serious effort would involve, among other things, an analysis able to review infrared satellite, oh, satellite data, NORAD radar databases, and signals, and human intelligence reporting. Congress should require an all-source study by the Secretary of Defense while promoting research into new forms of propulsion that might explain how these vehicles achieve such extraordinary power and maneuverability. Dude, they've already done this. They've already done this. I, I just, I'm amused. As with Sputnik, the national security implications of these incidents are concerning, but the scientific opportunities are thrilling. Who knows what perils we may avoid or opportunities we may identify if we follow the data. We cannot afford to avert our eyes given the risk of strategic surprise. The future belongs to not only the physically brave, but also the intellectually agile. You know, I was like hating on the man when he was starting in this article. Well, this is who I am and I have this clout and they just aren't interested. He's just clueless. I'm sorry. He just isn't aware, really. I mean, are you really not aware? I mean, I guess you haven't looked into this topic enough because there have been people like myself who have been harassed way beyond this little five-year study they said that they did with the Luis Elizondo. I mean, come on. There's, they already have their answers. They don't need to keep looking into something publicly when they don't want to let the public know. They don't care. They don't care that we know. Do you know about the secret space program? It is so real. It's as real as me sitting on my busted office chair. And I am not kidding. It squeaks every once in a while while I do this show. <laughs> see if I get it to squeak now. Oh, sure. Now it doesn't squeak. Okay, never mind. So, but it's as real as that squeak that comes intermittently. <laughs> um, but it's so real. I mean, they already got these answers. They have interrogated people for so long. It's old news. It really is old. And, um, you know, it's it just is what it is. But I just see that he, he's like, come on, guys, wake up. Maybe he was paid to take a step forward to say, come on, guys, wake up. And then they're going to go, oh, yeah, let's put an effort forward. You are so right. We will do that. Who wants to be the alien guy? Throw my name in the hat. Heidi Hollis, please. Okay. Uh, I got a degree in science. I, I can I can handle it. I can handle the ridicule, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So me, three. Meet me. Throw my throw my name. Um. So for <laughs> So for that to be part of any amount of discussion like oh this is this is something that can't be uh i think they're gonna honestly i think what they're gonna do is they're gonna say we have all the answers all of a sudden wow all we had to do is put our minds together there it is there it is when they already had it anyways so they don't even have to make an effort so i just had to say that sorry i got a little off track there because i was doing something just now um <laughs> But yeah, I think they're just going to play us for a little bit and be like, wow, that Washington Post article really just prompted us. And, you know, we did. We put our minds together and, wow, it just took a few short months and we got all the answers from over 50 years of research beyond that, honestly. I mean, 50, 60, who's counting? <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, 
I just had to share that article. That was just amazing. So I have to say to you guys, thank you so much for listening to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis. And be sure to check out UFOHeadlineNews.com every single day. And tune into my other two weekly shows, The Outlander Fridays. I co-host on The Kevin Schultz Show every Tuesday. Both shows are at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And see my paranormal comic strip, The Outlanders, at TheOutlandersComic.com. Direct links can be found to everything I mentioned here at HeidiHollis.com. And remember, if you've experienced something out of the ordinary and want some level-headed advice, or if you've seen a UFO and want to be sure to share it, just write me at UHN at InceptionRadioNetwork.com. Remember always to keep an open mind so you can stay informed. <laughs>